0: Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Just The Tip where I share my thoughts on some of the things that happened in this past week's episode. Um, So as you know, this past week's episode was Liz Plank. Again, check out her book, For the Love of Men, From a Toxic to a More Mindful Way of Masculinity. She kind of changed the title from... The book that I have. Uh, So it might be a little bit different when you're searching, but just search for The Love of Men Liz Plank on Amazon and it'll be the first book that shows up. Um, But one of the things I wanted to highlight from this past week was, you know, she asked me, you know, what's the difference between being in those different communities of more the right-wing side of it and then the left-wing side of it? And I've tried to digest that question a little bit more in the last few days think about it uh from a different lens if i can go into more detail about it but you know and this is a very just me statement how i feel and i do agree with what i said in the in the episode that the left requires a bit more self work and a little bit more empathy and understanding of how people might think of masculinity today and how the traditional idea doesn't really accept them. And I also think that the right does offer a really simple solution to a lot of their problems, whether it's, and you know, not that self-work isn't on the right, It's just self-work towards very specific goals, which we outlined in, you know, be the man of the house, be the financial provider. Um, You know, they still encourage you to be around your kids, but there seems to be a little bit more use of anger there. And I posted the men's rights activist that we had a men's rights activist uh, clip on Twitter. And there was this guy who kind of came after me saying that, uh, you know, these men are looking for help and it's not about that. They're not looking for help. That's not the problem. The problem is how that help is administered. So I've started to kind of reflect and there's, there's anger turned inward. There's anger turned outward. And then there's anger that heals. Um, and what a lot of the mras do is they use the justification of anger turned inward so the rise in suicide of young men or men in the ages of 35 to 50 to then turn that anger outward towards feminism uh rather than work with men to try to heal that anger what the left does seem to do a little bit more, and this would be on their side of feminism, would try to get men to be more emotionally intelligent, to understand their anger a little bit more, and then heal that. So there, I mean, to me, and everything that I've experienced from feminism is saying, yeah, men can get help, men can get therapy, men can show their emotions, and a lot of these other groups are also promote that but in a way that is still very controlled and I'm and I think you know I've said it many times on the show that there is times to not cry there are times when you're when you shouldn't cry as a human, as as a man. And that doesn't mean you can't cry later. I just think there's times where you do have to be strong. You have to toughen up. And I, I posted something about this on my Instagram story last week and saying, you know, I don't think the term man up is bad. Um, I still don't think it's bad. Maybe we should use ungendered terms like uh, toughen up instead, because I do think there like life is life, life is not easy, life is hard, and for that reason, I do think it's important to toughen up to be able to not cry and then show your emotions later um, and I think that I stand by that, you know everything and i'm I'm not saying that there aren't problems with feminism. there' hundred percent are um, if there's toxic masculinity, there's toxic femininity. That is a hundred percent something that you see. You know, there was a meme going around this week when it's like, uh, oh, it's basically this joke of of feminism leaving the body when it's time to shovel, and a lot of people shared this, and it's like, yeah, that is something that that happens. Men still do a lot of the laborious work around the house, but they also men don't do the other like they're they're rising in the chores and there's studies in Liz's book about the chores that are happening and men's is going up but they typically over quantify how much it's going up. So, you know, those jokes do annoy me from feminists and and you know, it's annoying when you're going on a date and they these women who are proud feminists still expect the man to pay for the first date. Like I still have to buy their time or earn their time. And I'm like, that doesn't really fly with me. If you're, and I'll like, I'll pay for the date because I think it's a like um, a good thing to do. I don't think there's anything bad with it. It's just when the expectation is there, you can't then go around and say, you know, screw the patriarchy. That that those two ideas don't really align with me. Um, they don't make a lot of sense with the, if you believe both of those things, they don't carry over in thought too much and in rationale. So yeah, there are parts of feminism that I totally get that guys get frustrated with and I'm okay with that. You know, I don't think, I, I think any ism, any judgment of ism, is fine if it's based in some sort of rational thought, um, some sort of backstory that adds proof or value to what you're talking about. You know, just how I don't think the Democrats or the Republicans or the liberals or conservatives, if you fully agree with one side – I don't know who you are like that, that is literally impossible to do in politics. It happens strictly because they don't want their true side or whatever side they care about most to then hate them or think like it it's, it's more of a game. And, and Obama talks about that a lot in his, in his book, a promised land. But if you're fully, you know, agreeing with that, everything is racism or everything is feminism or everything is this, or everything is that then yeah, you're not really applying critical thought to me. Like that's the baseline of of how that would work. Um, Another thing that kind of goes off of that is when it comes to these isms or a lot of these opinions that are being shared in society nowadays, why is it that we always go to the people that are hurt rather than the people who have strong enough Minds to not be hurt, you know, like I, and this is one of my critical points of the left actually is that when it comes to dark humor, you might see something on TikTok where a white guy makes a joke about, uh, uh you know, people of color or or something, and it's clearly not ill intent. Um, and people in the comments will. Some people of color will be like, oh, this is so offensive, you shouldn't be saying this as a white person. And then other people who are people of color will say, oh my goodness, this is so funny, just like, be able to laugh. Like, why is it that society goes to those people who are unable to laugh or who who are triggered by that as the defining emotion or way to respond to those things? And that that's a question that I have. It's one that I don't really know. It's one that I'm still exploring. And I do think there is truth to the fact that these people might be hurt by that joke or there might be some sort of trauma that comes out of it that's not the point but it 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 seems to be that we always want to go to the people that are hurt the most people that are and this goes across anything like it goes across um almost like it's the same with men in a lot of ways like we go to the, they go to the strongest possible person to be like, oh, this is the example of how strong to be. And I don't think that's right either. I think it's, there's got to be a balance in between, but it is something that has stuck out to me for a really long time of why we always go to the most offended person as the person to define how the rest of us should feel rather than those who are mentally strong enough or, or whatever to be able to process that pain a little bit more or that joke a little bit more. I'm not really sure and it's something I'm I'm working to navigate, but it it's a part that I definitely want to bring up of why I'm critical of the left sometimes when it comes to talking about these subjects is because they get sometimes to me way too emotional about something that's not I don't see as a as a big deal whether that's men, you know, even about masculinity and 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 whether it's things I I agree with or disagree with. Um I feel like there's always – there always needs to be a balance there. Uh, so that I wanted to add that one as a critical point of what I think makes the left different from the right and why a lot of the guys on the right or in these groups especially don't like the left is because they're, oh, too emotional. And I don't think there's anything bad with emotions because a lot of these guys get really hurt about these other people being hurt. And it's pretty ironic that that happens. I'm not hurt that these other guys are hurt. I'm not hurt the other way. I just think there has to be more balance, and and all these guys on the right then go to the lowest common denominator of how how or highest common denominator of how offended they are about gender politics or all these other things. when I'm like, guys, it's really not that big of a deal either. Um, so that's 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 a bit about that. And I also want to talk about shadow work. It's, it's shadow work is something I've only been introduced to in like the last three weeks or four weeks. I think it's something a term that I've heard more and more as I've seen it more and more and have been part of these groups. Um. But I, I do think that is true is that the left requires a lot more shadow work and personal healing to the, almost to the point where it's like too much and they try to overcorrect and they try to virtue signal way too much. Um, that is another thing that annoys me a bit too much about the left, but I, I do think it's true. Like how can I reflect as a white man about the impacts of patriarchy or the impacts of toxic masculinity. And I talk about a lot how I think toxic masculinity is not how a lot of society wants to define it. Um, but, you know, I think for me, personal work is a huge part of it. And and the both the left and the right talk about personal work. Again, they just go about it in very different ways. The left's like, go to therapy, talk to people of color, talk to women about how these are doing, become educated on these topics. The right is just like, You know, look look at the old ancient philosophers and try to read their work and understand. Like, become more mentally strong, become more this. And again, both of those things are super important. One typically preaches full in on this side, and the other preaches full in on this side. There's balance. To me, the word is balance to everything it's becoming up so much in my life uh, as in like meditations and conversations with people in music. Like it, it's a sign right now to me that balance is really the key term of at least January, 2021 and, and maybe February, 2021 uh, as I continue to learn more. Um, but yeah, again, I, I listened to the episode with Liz and, and, give it a full appreciation of the conversation that it was. I think it was really, really good. These clips only do that. I post to Instagram and Twitter only do so much when it comes to the conversation. And again, if you read Liz's book, it's very empathetic towards men. Uh Very, very, very empathetic towards men. You might disagree with how the systems are harmful. You might disagree, but it will provide thought it will provide. And I didn't agree with everything Liz said in the book. You know, I, I said that and but there was a lot more I agreed with than I disagreed with as someone who's experienced this, as someone who's talked to more men in these 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 worlds. So yeah, that's really it. And I'm going to think more about how the left and right are different. I'm going to think more about adjusting to the lowest common denominator, it seems, or the highest common denominator, like the most hurt or the least hurt, and uh, figure out where to go from there. Because I always think you know, people's pain is real but physical pain is in easy to measure emotional pain or emotional trauma is really hard to navigate everyone's definition is different you know mentioning my father to some people could be an emotional trigger to people that don't have a father to me i i just need to know their limits and if they don't like me talking about my father that's a them problem like that's not a me issue and I'll do my best to not talk about them in front of him or or them but it's like you have to work through that. That's not for me to work through. That's for you to work through and so much we, we, we expect other people to treat our emotional pain with decency and respect which is by all means do that and that should be expected at the same time you as someone who has suffered trauma needs to work through that trauma. And if it's and, and have people around you that support you through that, but most people in this life won't understand that unless you communicate it. So a lot of the onus is on these people to make that known to the people in their lives that, that truly want to be that they truly want to have in their lives. Um, So that's kind of where I'll leave this conversation. And uh, yeah, the next two weeks will be about, love and valentine's one with a woman and one with a man so i look forward to that as valentine's day is coming up so make sure to like subscribe follow uh shoot me a message luke at the imperfect instagram at the imperfect pod and uh yeah thanks everyone for tuning in bye